Welcome back to Cerebrivore. I'm your host, Jason. Today is a special show. This is the beginning of a bi-weekly series that we're going to do. We're still going to do our panels. We're going to get great podcasters from all over the world on to talk about interesting subjects. But every other week, we're going to put up a show that's dedicated to playing through a game book. And this is something I picked up. Other people have done this. Jules over at Jules from NZ has done this. Uh, Grog Talk has done this. Other podcasts, I'm sure, have done this. And the game book I'm going to read through for you is Metal Heroes and the Fate of Rock by Sven Harder. And the way this will work is I'll read up to a decision point, and then we'll stop, and then you, the listeners, will get to call in, and depending on what results we get, you know, who, what gets the most votes, that's what we'll do when I pick up on the next episode. So let me give you a little background here. So this game book was a Kickstarter, and it delivered in August of 2022. You can probably find used copies on the market. I don't know that any stores are selling them. It came with an audio CD, a soundtrack, with some great music on there, which I'm not going to play for copyright reasons. But I, whenever a soundtrack is indicated in the book, I'll let you know what song and what artist, so you can pull it up and listen to it yourself on YouTube or, you know, whatever, you know, wherever you listen to music on the internet. So let me tell you a little bit about the author here. Sven Harder has done a number of things. He's worked in the game industry since 2011. He has worked on the Lone Wolf series of game books. He also did another game book called The Rider of the Black Sun, which I have. It's a fantasy one that maybe we could do next if you guys like this. Um, so, pretty cool there. Um, there. There's also some great art in here, but sadly, of course, you're not going to see that. This is um, Sven's second book in English, second game book in English, and he put a lot of effort into this, so I'm excited to share it with you. Now, as far as the stats go, we're not going to worry about that a whole lot. There are stats, and, and there are times that we're going to do, we have like a checklist of things we have to do, and when that starts to come up in the game, then I'll cover it at that point. But I'm not going to worry about it yet, because it doesn't matter in this initial intro part of, the, part of the book here. Let me read you the back cover, or the little blurb on the back cover, and then we'll launch into the book. You are Taylor, a full-blooded rocker and full-time idiot. You're leading a miserable existence in a shitty metropolis, when unexpectedly, the god of rock, tired of office, chooses you to be his successor. Your challenge? Prove your aptitude for Mount Olympus by building up a talentless garage band with no prospects to become the greatest metal act on the planet. And along the way, save the world. So let's get into it, shall we? Lonesome in the Jungle With practiced fingers, you let the covers flip forward, seeing at once whether it's an album you know or not. The sound that covers make, the typical clapper of plastic, is music to your ears, 
just as the background of rock playing constantly here in Frankie's Music Store. An insider tip for enthusiasts of hard rock on the little side street off Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood. Every Monday morning on your way home from night shift, you take this detour, and Dale, the lucky shop freak, is always ready to give a fair price to a regular customer like you. Heh, Taylor, found something already? He wants to know. You only shake your head and go on looking. After all, it isn't that easy. Mountains of rock and metal albums have been piling up in your pad for some time. From Aerosmith to ZZ Top, Alice Cooper to Zappa, there's nothing that you don't have. And above all, you've listened to every recording, no matter how shitty you find it, at least twice. No, collecting is not your thing. You love rock, and every artist deserves the respect of being given a second chance, don't they? The stupid thing is, you can't really afford your obsession. It's only careful management of your expenses, the determined bumming of smoked-off colleagues and passers-by, and the continuous moratorium on rent, the nightly climb up the fire escape and into your room, or the underpaid overtime as a temp in the rainbow bar scrubbing toilets in the early morning hours that allows you to keep your head pretty much above water. Suddenly, an odd, older-style cover catches your attention. It shows a grizzled rocker dressed in leather garb with bushy eyebrows that are as ash-gray as a shaggy hair and beard. He is pointing directly at you, the viewer, like some old Uncle Sam. Temporary God, you read silently to yourself. Never heard of it. Not the band name either. L-O-V-E. Although you've always thought you knew practically every band, at least by name. The cover itself is completely new, but the booklet is faded and crumpled. There's not a track list. Not even something indicating who or what L-O-V-E is. Screw it anyway. Think how often you've discovered really badass music on some indie disc. Without a moment's hesitation, you lay it on the counter. Well, Taylor, you look like shit again today, Dale remarks roguishly. Yeah, I can imagine, you answer, grinning proudly. How come? I was at the Sunset Festival yesterday and haven't been home since. While Dale listens in amazement to your euphoric report of last night's going on, you arrange your meager cash, two quarters and three creased and tattered dollar bills, as attractively as you can on the counter. That's weird, murmurs the salesman in a futile attempt to scan your find into the cash register. There's no barcode. Dale, who's in his mid-thirties, examines the CD carefully again. Then he slides it back across to you with your money. It's okay, Taylor. Take the junk with you. Probably some nutcase put it there, hoping to promote his band. When you're standing out on the street again, squinting up at the cloudless California sky, you're happy, even despite a throbbing skull that the day has gotten off to such a good start. You've already been able to pick up something for nothing again. Fate? Karma? Whatever it is, it was simply overdue after all these years. In the distance, between the palms and cypresses, gleam the white facades of the villas in Beverly Hills. Damn, what you would give to be able to live in a place like one of these. Your chances of that are not good. For let's be honest, fate has always treated you like a piece of shit but not like some blackish heap that you proudly sink into the toilet. No, more like some stray dog's stringy droppings that everyone sniffs at in disdain. But, okay. In the meantime, you found your place in the jungle that is 
the West Coast metropolis of Los Angeles, and you accept that you're just a piece of stringy shit. And once you've acknowledged that to yourself, well, it no longer sucks so much. Lost in thought, you set out in a run so not to be late for work again, blaring out one of your Pepper's favorites as you go. Okay, folks, at this point, pause this recording and play Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Then start this recording again. If you're down, music is the best therapy. Sure, parties, booze, and women help too, but nothing gives you as much energy as handmade rock. For most people, it's just stupid hammering noise or the epitome of wasted time. But the god of rock alone knows how many verbal battles you've already waged out there against brainless pop ignorance. Always with the man. Your disc man. Ever since the middle of the 90s, when you were a pimply teenager, your trusted comrade has been playing your discs. And although a couple of kids have threatened you with blows on account of the battered old piece, you wouldn't exchange it for anything in the world. Anyway, you wouldn't know what to do with one of these newfangled MP3 gadgets, quite apart from the fact you couldn't afford it. Suddenly, the deep blast of a truck's horn sends a shock through your body. But really, sometimes the noise in L.A. can generally piss you off. Rewind. On the way home again, you ponder yourself and your existence. Work has taken everything out of you, and your old lady dumped you almost two weeks ago. You have a choice, she said, mirror your shitty music. Actually, too bad it had to end it that way, but any proud wearer of the garb would have made the same decision. She put an end to your relationship by disposing of your new flat-screen TV from the third-story window. Now, that wasn't fair. Earlier, in your youth, it wouldn't have gone so far. Any woman would have given herself a hernia trying to lift a TV set. But nowadays, these flat boob tubes don't weigh a thing. You wince as a jet-black Mustang races past, tooting its horn. A gang of four young guys and a chick taunt you. They're all wearing black, pierced, tattooed and pale as death, the whole goth, emo, asshole program. The whoosh from the speeding car sends a piece of colored paper swirling through the air towards you. It lands as if divine providence, directly before your scruffled and worn-out biker boots. At first you think it must be a map to the stars, one of those cheap tourist flyers, thousands of which litter the streets of L.A., but far from it, it's a valid admission ticket to the Sunset Strip Music Festival. You fork, you quickly place your foot on the all-exclusive ticket and lean down to pick it up. Reverently, you smooth the shimmering protective hologram with your fingers. This baby is worth a cool $295. Even if you could somehow scrape together the money, you simply wouldn't have the right connections to purchase the ticket. They're rare and actually only for VIPs. Probably it's criminal for me to even have one outside Hollywood Hills, you chuckle. Furtively, you press your new treasure to your chest and glance around you. None of the passerby seem to have lost anything. Sweet. What would you like to do? Inconspicuously pocket the ticket? Or look for the idiot that lost the ticket? So, we've come to our first decision point, folks. Call in. All the ways are in the show notes. You can go to the webpage and leave a message on the Anchor app. There's a SpeakPipe account you can call into. There's an email address you can send an email to. You can attach a sound file to that email. You could also leave a comment in the YouTube comments. 
So reach out, let me know what you think Taylor should do. Should he just pocket the ticket or should he look for the person that lost the ticket? The last day to vote for this decision point is 8 February, 2023. And I will see you in a couple weeks with the answer. Thank you for tuning into Cerebrivore. Thank you to Ray Otis, who provides our standard cover art, although for this time I'm showing you a cover of the book. And thank you to TJ Drennan for our wonderful theme music. I really appreciate it, and I hope you have a great day. Be excellent to each other. Yeah.